This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Welcome to Tort Talk. This is your weekly lesson in things that have to do with the law, and the lessons come from Terrence Gross, who is with Gross and Schuster. I am Paul Stedden, a person who is not a lawyer. I just merely own the microphones, and I'm happy to talk to Terrence every single week. Now, last week, we were talking about Roe versus Wade and the repeal of it. We were getting into the history of you know, the vote and how the Supreme Court functions, but this week, we want to talk about something we teased last time, which is, you probably heard the term, stack the court. And you've heard about dissenting judges. And how does this all work? Well, let's talk to the guy who knows about it. Welcome, Terrence. Glad to be here. Great topic. And I'm glad we're continuing on because we just didn't have enough time last week. No. And again, we're trying to keep these podcasts where people can manage them and listen to them. So, you know, first of all, our forefathers designed our, our system, you know, with the three branches of government, and they also set up the elected uh, presidential uh, position, and they gave the president the power of what I would call the spoils of war. You mm -hmm. win the election, and your bonus for winning the election is you get to appoint Supreme Court justices. That's part of winning an election. And that's why we've seen the court go back and forth over the years because Democrats win and they're in the White House for, you know, four, eight, 12 years. Then the, the, the pendulum swings back and, you know, every, everybody's always unhappy, you know, if, <laughs> yeah. depending on what side of the fence you're on. But we have had nine justices for well over 150 years. Now, at the inception, it kind of bounced around a little bit. They finally locked and loaded, so it's been way over 150 years that we've been at nine, and the odd number is purposeful because, you know, it avoids, you know, like a tie vote. Right. So it's always going to be an odd number, and in recent years, we have seen a lot of 5-4 decisions, even the Obamacare um, decision uh, uh, the Affordable Care Act was a 9-4 decision. So we've seen a lot of them. And, of course, both sides get all persnickety about it. Uh, I will tell you one thing, being a true political scientist, and I am, I'll, I'll, I'll just go in there and let you know, I am, I lean conservative. I, I'm really an independent. I'm not a member of either party, but I lean conservative. I am, I am not what you would call a liberal. But with that being said, when uh, Obama was finishing his second term, he was elected for eight years. He had 10 months to go. Scalia uh, died suddenly. Mm -hmm. So he had 10 mm -hmm. months, and he tried to appoint, of all people, Merrick Garland, Garland, who's now our, our attorney general, uh, and he had every right to do so. He had every right to do so and was blocked by the uh, Republican Senate and stonewalled and, and, and so forth and never got that appointment. So even though I personally would rather have a conservative on there, I thought it was wrong. I thought they, mm -hmm. they were actually defying uh, our, our constitution or what our forefathers de had designed and did it end around. Uh, with that being said, then Donald Trump uh, is uh, elected. And in four years, he got to appoint three, mainly one, the, the right. Merrick Garland was, that's, that's where Gorsuch came in. And then, of course, everybody's heard of Kavanaugh by now. Mm -hmm. And then uh, more recently, uh, uh, Miss Barrett. So, um he did put three conservatives on there, and the, and it did swing the the pendulum. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, passed away, and and, and the majority has switched to a more conservative majority. But with that being said, have there been instances over time 
where some of these presidents have gotten some surprises out of their appointments. And I can think of some glaring ones. The most glaring in this century or in the 19th, uh, 20th century was Justice Douglas. And he mm. actually became a chief justice. It was known as the Douglas Court. And that's where we saw Miranda and a, 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 lot, a lot of these rights for criminals, the search and seizure cases uh-huh. and all that. And he was appointed by Eisenhower. He was appointed by a Republican. But he hmm. turned out being, you know, I don't think he hid the fact some people just grow in different ways. I've grown more conservative. I think he grew more liberal uh, hmm. with time. And and so I don't think he, he tried to fake out uh, uh, Eisenhower in the Senate on the appointment. I think that's where he gravitated. More recently, uh, a lot of conservatives are not real fond of Justice Roberts, our chief mm-hmm. justice. Mm-hmm. I, I just mentioned uh, beforehand uh, with about the Affordable Care Act, 5-4 decision, the swing vote was Roberts, a Bush appointee that you would presume is conservative, but I think he's a free-thinking person. Now, there mm. are pundits out there, a lot of either professional pundits or just Joe on the street think, well, these justices they are appointed for life it's not right they should either be elected or a term limit or something but then to, to argue against that just to play devil's advocate once they're appointed if they're appointed for life there's no real strings so uh mm. trump wrongly thought that hey i appointed you three you're going to decide anything i want and right. it didn't turn out that way with the, some of the election laws and, and 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 all the things he was claiming after the the election it, it kind of backfired he thought that he could just win their vote so if they're going to be truly independent then i i, I like the that fact you know uh, that that there's just no strings attached. They don't have. They, they owe nobody after right. the, once they're appointed. That's it. And I, and I really think that Justice Roberts votes the way he internally feels, as opposed to the way the Republicans want me to right, right. to to vote or something. And even on the Affordable Care Act, if you looked at his opinion, it was a more of a concurring opinion, like I mentioned uh, in the past, that he he really wasn't so much for federal health care uh he had some esoteric beliefs about taxation um and, and even so, if you read his opinion in this recent roe versus wade uh, where it got struck down his opinion reads way different than justice thomas who is right right wing he's right, right up right. until the hun mm-hmm. uh so at the end of the day um i like that the uh justices are appointed and they, and and they don't have a leash on them once they're appointed, uh, and so forth. And I also believe that. Let me talk about the appointment process more recently. I'll give you a good example. So, I didn't really like it, truthfully, when uh, President Biden said, "I'm going to appoint a black woman." Now, I have nothing against right. blacks or women. I just thought that that was a weird thing to say. Don't you, wouldn't you want to have the best person mm-hmm. out there? Maybe you could think that, but to say that you're going to limit the field. But once he uh, put up Ms. Jackson, if I was a conservative Republican senator, I would have voted for her. Why? She went to Harvard Law School mm-hmm. and was a federal judge for nine years. 
qualified. Right. And 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 I the, the only person I would say thumbs down is somebody you know some hack who you know sure. maybe is a lawyer and never been a judge or just you know, your best friend or your drinking buddy. Right. Right. Yeah. But but if you're qualified, boom, because he's going to appoint a liberal, so you could sit there and strike her down, then he'll put up another liberal. Right. He has that right. <laughs> he he won the election, and some of you think not, but he did. He won the election. Spoils of war, just like Donald Trump got to appoint conservatives, mm-hmm. Biden gets to point, and that's what elections are about. And, and, and so if you want more conservatives on the Supreme Court, then you should vote for a conservative president. So this makes me think, is this by design, Is our laws by design ambiguous enough to where we need to have nine people with such different opinions make, not, they're not making laws. They are merely interpreting what is already there. And so you have laws being put to them that I would think would be very black and white. You know, I think Ten Commandments, you know, uh, don't kill anybody. But then you have nine people who are going to say, well, what does this mean? How do you mean? So is this by design in our laws? Are we not phrasing things specifically enough? Or is this a good thing? I, I don't know. Well, there, there's always ambiguity. And, and some people aren't going to like what I'm going to say. Okay. Because I am against judicial activism. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. means I become a Supreme Court judge. I'm going to insert my opinion and, right. and whatever. I'm against that. But I do believe the Constitution is a living and breathing document. If you go back to 1789, we know we didn't have automobiles. There right. was, was no Henry Ford. Right. And over the years, if you look at the what it takes to have a search warrant of your house mm-hmm. versus a car. Cars a lot easier because if they stop you on the interstate and you're heading towards Mobile and they had to wait for a warrant, by the time you get the warrant, you're in Texas. Right. So they didn't have these problems. Um, there was a big Supreme Court case when I was in law school in the 70s, and it dealt with a phone booth. And many of our younger listeners don't know what a phone booth oh is. Gosh, yeah. You're old enough. I think even yeah, Paul, you yeah, know what a course, phone booth is, right? I, okay. Well, he was a drug dealer. He was making all his drug deals on a public phone, and he would mm. shut the door, right? The right. little sliding door. Right. And the whole thing, expectation of privacy. So did the drug dealer have an expectation of privacy on a public phone? Because what they did, they wired and bugged the, the phone booth. They knew he was using it, but it was a public phone booth. It wasn't in his house, so that was the case. So these are, what I'm trying to tell you, the, 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 our judiciary today is certainly faced with issues that our forefathers can yeah. never even factor. You know, we, the you know, jurisdiction cases. You got a plane that leaves from... Uh, that that leaves from Pittsburgh. It's on the way to Los Angeles. It crashes in Kansas. Who's got jurisdiction? Mm. I mean, so yeah, mm. they weren't thinking about planes. They weren't thinking, and even there's arguments about the Second Amendment. You know, yep. people think, but now you know, back then you had a muzzle loader. Okay, right. you had your little thing and you stuffed it down and you got one shot. Uh, you know, then there was the Gatling gun, and God knows what we have now. So you, you, things have changed. Even speech. You know. You, you think of the First Amendment, free speech, but you can't get up in a movie theater and yell fire and people get stampled and two people die because of the pandemonium. You you don't have that freedom. You, so every amendment has some type of restriction, and most of those restrictions have been placed by the judiciary right. interpreting 
it. And so right. if you look at the Second Amendment, it is so short. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, Chuck, people are talking about it all the time. It's like two sentences. It's a short, short amendment. And yet the case law on the Second Amendment is just, <laughs> it's, it's books and books and volumes. Yeah. It's crazy. The ramifications go. And, and, you know, it's interesting. You think about uh, what happened in 1934, I believe, which was uh, where we enacted um, the outlaw of owning a, uh, a machine gun without the appropriate permitting you know you have you have a uh, class three class two class one weapons and so at the time they imposed a 200 dollars tax stamp on being able to buy a machine gun well at the time 200 dollars that was like five months salary now it's still 200 dollars in 2022 if i want to go buy an old thompson submachine gun uh i can do so and it's you know then what does it cost me to own it beyond the purchase of the gun 200 bucks that's nothing so even just time just the the past and in something simple like inflation changes the impact of a law so deeply so you know getting back to my my question because I, I think about we were starting off talking about stacking the court talking about judges going in different directions and how laws are created with ambiguity built in are they created with ambiguity built in intentionally or is this something that's just a byproduct of us being imperfect beings i think it's a a byproduct of them going back and forth like even the uh, so-called affordable care act yeah yeah was over two thousand pages right right so um, there's got to be ambiguity i mean once it's construed and i see we're out of time time flies when we're doing this oh my gosh but uh, anyway so it's been a a great program and we'll pick up with something else it's fun to to take a little vacation from personal injury law it it is it is so i know we've we've taken um a lot of tangents here we've been we started talking about the repeal of roe versus wade and you know maybe you expected us to talk about you know abortion and the laws there but again this is a law program we're talking about the ramifications for deciding law what this means when the supreme court justices shoot down what are the ramifications for that what you know, when you get into the states we talked last episode about states rights so there's so much more to it than the moral and the ethic of the law itself and into well how do we repeal things how do we put things forward how does the supreme court operate these are the kinds of things we want to get into and we also want to make sure we're talking about the kind of stuff you want us to talk about you can always respond to these and let us know if you like the episodes if you want to hear something new if there's something we haven't talked about that you want us to talk about maybe we can touch on it but you know what we're gonna have to do that next time thanks for joining me today terrence uh, it's a pleasure 